You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. The question when it comes to the Yankees at this point, to me, there's only one. And as I laid out for the first hour of the show, it's over. This season is done. The goals that you had for this season, which I shouldn't say goals, I should just say goal of winning a World Series, it's clear. This team ain't winning a World Series. This team is not even a good team right now. I mean, they've they've been the worst team in baseball for a long stretch of time. And actually, Michael Kay gave you all the reasons why the Yankees stink as bad as they do right now during the game last night. Here is Michael laying out the issues with the Yankee offense. LeMahieu, I think his, uh, I think Aaron Boone knows it. His toe is still bothering him. He hasn't had an extra base hit in 19 games. Stanton, since coming back off the IL, is 3 for 25. Donaldson has hit nothing close to the way he's hit in previous years. He's 0 for 3 tonight, and he's hitting about 220. Labor Torres, second half of the season, has gone away. Hicks hasn't hit all year. Conifalefa is good with runners in scoring position, but he's essentially a singles hitter. Trevino has done what he's supposed to do over what he's supposed to do, Paul. But, I mean, it's 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 a rough go right now when no one but but Judge is hitting. Mm-hmm. There you go. Not really much for Paul to say on that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's wow is right. Uh, it's it's horrific. It is horrific. And uh, I'm not generally one to 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 preach doom and gloom. I try to keep a level head and and, and take a look at what the situation actually is. But the, the actual situation, this time it, it, it warrants doom and gloom. That's how bad they have been for, again, this is not a week. It's not a couple of weeks. It's not, it's not a month. They now have been bad as long as they were good. It's, it's, it's exactly split in half at this point. And to think that when the first half is as good as it was, even though we never, ex- no one anywhere expected it to be that good. We're like, wow, how are they doing it? They're, they're amazing. But they were doing it. Okay, fine. Who cares how they're doing it? But coming into the year, nobody expected anything close to that. And now when you've hit the second half, which is the most important half, right? Like the closer you get to the playoffs, that's the most important half. Um, it, it's, it's impossible to think that all of a sudden it's ever going to go back to where it was when they were the best team, in, or at least the record with the best record in baseball, and a team that you could envision going into October and winning it all. And to me, the question now is no longer how do you get the lineup fixed or, or how do you go into the playoff? Do you win the division? To me, the question now is when this all goes, when it's over, however it does end this year without another World Series, do they make any changes? And I'm not talking about the roster because God knows there's enough changes you can make there. But is there change either with the manager or really in the front office? To me, that's where – And le- if, if it turns out that the Yankees end up blowing this lead and do not win this division this year and, and, and follow that up with the last three years where they have not come anywhere close to what the stated goal was, and this one would be the worst of them, right? Because you did have a stretch where you were playing and had the best record in baseball. Do you make any changes, or do you just run it back out there? And look, they'll, they'll give you excuses. They'll give you why that they're not going to make any changes or all this type of stuff. Don't tell me. Show me. Show me that, you, that this bothers you, because I've not seen anything that, that tells me that this bothers them. It seems like they're just it's, – it's the same – no urgency. No urgency whatsoever. 
Uh, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Of course, coming up 1030, we'll have Stump Rothenberg. Let's go to uh, Will is in uh, Jersey City. Will, you're next up on 98.7. Hey, good morning, Gordon. Thanks for taking my call. What you got? I got two points. I, um, you mentioned um, not so long ago about how awful Tor has been, right? Um, the last three years, right? Yeah. Um, my whole thing is with Torres, um, we got him from Chicago, right, on the Chapman deal. We all know that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the top prospects. He's a two-time All-Star. He's only 25 years old, right? If, if, if we're criticizing him, right, we're criticizing him right now at 25, knowing that there's bigger issues, right? We're criticizing him, and we're not realizing that we have a similar situation with, 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 with Volpe, with Dominguez, with Peraza, with a whole bunch of guys we got down there, that if we're not patient enough, right, if we're not patient enough, this could happen. However, however, if we start criticizing these guys, this is the same thing, the same Yankee way, that we will do the same thing with Volpe, with Dominguez, with those guys when those guys come up, right? So with, with Torres, I would say let's slow down because he's not the only one that's having these issues. We got older players that are having bigger issues, right? And the last thing I'm going to say, right, hoarding prospects, yeah. I just like it. But how about putting some of this on it? Not on Boom, but about on How, right? On How and on mm-hmm. Cashman, because those two guys absolutely. are making decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Don LaGreca said recently, oh, How, how is the owner? He's, he's not to be blamed about this. No, he is to be blamed because he is the owner. It's just not Cashman. It's also him. Let's get the right baseball people there. Let's start making the right decision. Because when we looked at the offseason and, and we didn't go ahead and get Seager or get Carrera to address the shortstop need because what, what Cashman said, IKF was going to improve our, our, our chances and not playing in a wild card game. That's what Michael K said, right? And where we at right now, we may be playing in a wild card game if we blow this lead. Thank you for taking my call. All right, well, well, you made a couple points there. And look, uh, I think I kind of laid it out uh, that Hal and, and, and certainly Cashman, Cashman's the one to me, the, the, the primary one, because his hands prints are, are on everything uh, in the organization. And you can say, well, it's the, the owner, he's, he's more important than the, than, the, uh, than the GM or the team president or whatever. Uh, yeah, but should Hal be spending more money than he is? Uh, yeah, probably. Like if, you, if you, like if I spend 200 bucks, and I expect 200 bucks is going to be able enough to do whatever I need to do. But then I get to it and I see, you know what, 200 bucks is not enough. I got to spend more to fix this issue, whatever it is. Well, then I got to spend more. But at the end of the day, Hal is spending a lot of money. It's not being spent well. That's the main problem. Now, should he be spending more? Yeah, because if you know that that's not enough to get the job done and you're serious about getting the job done, of course. But to me, the main culprit here is Brian Cashman. The Yankees are not I – mean, I think they still have the third highest payroll this year. That should be enough to get the job done. It's not about not spending enough money. It's not spending the money wisely. And then the other one about Glaber Torres about, well, we got to be patient. Patient? He's been terrible for three years. And I think that there is talent in there. He was going to be – I mean, he was on track to be one of the top prospects in baseball. He comes up at the age of 21 – and delivers right away. Year two, he's even better than year one. He's an all-star the first two seasons of his career. But from that point on, I don't know what happened. He has not been one of the best players in baseball and, in fact, is now one of the worst players in the sport. And you're right. There are other guys who have been worse on the, you know, Hicks or, well, they really haven't been worse than Torres here in the last six weeks or since the all-star break. 
But Torres is one of the guys you're counting on. You know, I'm not, I don't think anybody's counting on Aaron Hicks. Anything he gives you, okay, fine. I don't know anybody's counting on IKF to give you anything offensively. If they are, they're dumb. Glaber Torres is somebody who is supposed to be providing you offense. He is one of the guys you are counting on for sure. And again, this year is trending in a direction where it's going to be the worst one of his career. His numbers since the All-Star break are minor league level. He's been horrendously bad. And this is not like, oh, we're just jumping the gun. This is three years in a row. Three. He's played five years. Three of the years he's been terrible. Terrible. And 2020, he got a pass. Last year, less so. This year, I'm sorry, you don't get any pass. Second half of the year, 36 games. He's hitting 191. He's got an on-base percentage of 222. He's got five walks in 36 games. And his slugging percentage is worse, I think, than IKF. His slugging percentage is 299. His OPS is 522. And, you know, like OPS plus, 100 is league average. His in the second half is 47. No, it's not. The, the idea that we haven't been patient is not, is not the issue. I think, if anything, there's been too much patience. There's been too much, oh, everybody relax, everybody calm down. No, we have to have a little, little urgency. Let's pick it up here a little bit. And I'm the first one because I actually remember what it was like living through George. Everybody, oh, George was still alive. George, George was not always the right approach. In fact, George ran the organization into the ground because he was so impatient. But now, unfortunately, it feels like the organization has swung in the other direction way too far, where there's never a sense of urgency, ever. Uh, let's go out to uh, Mike is in Staten Island. Mike, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Gordon Damer, always a pleasure to turn on the radio and hear you on the waves. Uh, listen, we know why we know why Aaron Boone was hired. He was hired because he's going to sit in front of the camera every day and make everything sound great. This is like to me, this is bigger than just Aaron Boone. This is oh, an ownership thing. I own a I, I own a I own a business. If my staff isn't working, if the business is failing, I can't blame my manager or my employees. It's mine. They've allowed Brian Cashman to be at the helm for so long. The lineup isn't Aaron Boone. The lineup is analytics that they made. They chose that path. If they're going to fire Aaron Boone, then they've got to take anybody below Hal needs to also go. This is an organizational failure. This collapse this season is not about talent. It's, this is an organizational failure, and we're seeing it explode in the most ugly way. Yeah, Mike, I, I can't really disagree with you. And, and here's the thing. Like, if they end up blowing this division lead and they're out in the first round of the playoffs, whatever that first round that they play in, if they get the bye, if they don't get the bye, if you get through that and, and you don't make any changes after this offseason in terms of the, the, the approach that you are having here when the last three years have been primarily the same kind of thing, you've been okay, you've been good enough to, to, to make the playoffs but not go far in the playoffs, they're telling you everything you need to know. Again, don't judge people based on what they say. Base them on what they do. And if you're not making a significant change with the way this season has played out, if it continues, like uh, barring something like shocking that they get back to where they were earlier this year, which I don't think anybody at this point, I don't even think the Yankees think that that's going to happen. Well, then that they will have told you everything you need to know about their mindset as an organization. 
Justin is in Tom's River. Justin, you're next up on 98.7 FM. Hey, thank you, Gordon, for taking my call. Um, we've, we've talked a couple times over the, over the baseball season, and, um, you know, a lot of people want Aaron Boone's head on a slab. You know, they really don't like him personally for whatever reason. But I totally agree with you. It's the front office and it's ownership. What it comes down to, as I've said it before, Cashman has not evaluated the talent in the minor leagues properly. He hasn't parted with people when he had good trade offers for them. He hasn't brought the right people in. He hasn't, he hasn't been able to get a proper pitching staff. He hasn't been able to get people that can field. And at the end of the day, if you bring in a new manager and you don't change the front office, they're just going to run the same, same thing out there again next year. They need a philosophical change at this point. And uh, if it doesn't change, it's just going to be the same old thing year after year. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, Justin, yeah, it does kind of feel like a rerun, right? It feels like a TV show you've seen before, and uh, you and, and this is the, the worst, right? TV shows generally don't get – like eventually they run out of ideas and it gets stale, and that kind of feels like where the Yankees are at. It feels like it's gotten stale here, and it's just the same thing time after time. And, and look, uh, I don't think that, that – if I were to point the finger at who's to blame here, Aaron Boone, certainly would have, he's the manager, he has to be part of it, but he would not be number one or number two on my list. But if this continues to go on, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. At some point, you got to make some significant change. And if that means changing the manager just for changing, just to send a message to the team, like what more, what could, what could be worse, <laughs> right? Like how could it not be as, I mean, if anything, it's just going to continue on being as bad as it is. You got to change something. And if you, if you say to me, you, you got to fire the manager, I got to send a message somehow You've called up a couple of prospects. That hasn't really done it. Well, you got to play them, uh, you know, more so than in a 9 nothing game down to your final out. If you can't find a spark, you have to create a spark. And I bring up two good examples. You know, the Phillies earlier this year, did I think that Joe Girardi was responsible for why the Phillies were playing as poorly as they were? I didn't think so. I think that they were kind of a flawed team. And by firing him and, and just moving his second-in-command into the managerial seat, I'm like, well, what, what difference is that going to I mean, it's going to be all the same messages. But you know what? It did spark something. Same thing with the Blue Jays. They were having a disappointing season. They fire the manager. Gives them a little bit of a spark. So I, I think at some point you have drastic times call for drastic measures. And I don't think that Aaron Boone is primarily responsible because, again, take a look at the lot. Like, who is he supposed to put out there? There's nobody good on the team. That, to me, goes back to, to uh, the, the front office more so than the manager. But at some point, i got to try something. And if it's me, maybe that makes things look worse. They're, they're panicking. They're firing the manager. I'm going down swinging. If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. And I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Uh, I, I don't want to be, like, going, uh, you know, so passively into what – is going on with the team so far. It's been that bad. I mean, it's been, and again, it's not a little stretch. Not a little stretch. It's a long time. Frank is in Belmore. Frank, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg. Hi, Gordon. How are you? Um, you know, I've, I've never seen a team, I can remember, and I'm 60, that doesn't gel as a team goes on, as the season goes on. I can remember so many players that seem to get worse. You have a guy like Labor Torres who just seems to me he, he has the talent. Why? So I say, why? I, I look at these Yankee hitters, and I see the Met hitters last year. They look like they're overwhelmed with analytics. At the beginning of the year, 
They're free. They're not coming. They're coming off. Uh, you know, the off season. They're playing with flow, with rhythm. There's no rhythm to this team. There's. There's. It seems like it's overly analytically driven. I could talk for hours about analytics. I studied it. I'm not going to. But what I'll tell you is. You're only as good as the data that's input. Just like any law firm you go to, any medical practice you go to, you're only as good as those doctors or those lawyers. And the reason I think they're going to continue to fight change is because once they say, let's change, they're going to admit for the last four or five years that what they were doing was wrong. And my, the reason I, ma- I called was because of the analytics, and it's this. We all know that they spend millions of dollars on the on-field product for analytics. You have to be naive if you think the Steinbrenners are not spending millions of dollars for the financial bottom line. And that means that if $310 million loses them money to get Aaron Judge, they're not going to spend it. But if $280 million, they'll do it. I think they're financially driven totally. And the other caller said it right. They need a total, total change in the system from the top down. Thanks, Lee. Frank, I, I can't really disagree with you. The only thing I would disagree with is, like you said, uh, about um, you know if they come out and they make a change, they're admitting that they were wrong. I mean, it's it's clear that they're wrong. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're playing. This is not a simulation. We're playing the actual games, and it's it's clear um, that 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 it was wrong. Um, there's no other way about it. If they owned that blue. I mean, again, it's not like the Yankees have been playing for, for, for 30 years or 50 years. They've been playing for 100, 100 years. And, and this is going, at least right now, as things are lined up, unless something dramatic changes, they're going to blow and have the worst regular season collapse in franchise history. There's no way to pr- put a pretty picture on that. And if you're telling me when that's complete that you're not going to make significant foundational changes, well, then you've told me everything that you need to tell me about where you think you're at and what's important. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. Let's squeeze in a couple more Yankee calls because we're going to have to get to um, we're going to have to get to Stump Rothenberg coming up at ten thirty. Let's go to uh, let's see here. Ray is in Jersey. Ray, next up on the Dave Rothenberg show. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Ray. Hey, listen. So on the whole Cashman thing, my my singular question is: Volpe is a great prospect. I get it. Soto looks like he's headed to the Hall of Fame if he plays the way he is. And the Yankees have a, a, a left field porch that gives that guy a chance to hit 50 home runs for the next 10 years, right? Yep. So is it is it a common thing for a GM to say I can't give up this great prospect for somebody who looks like they're headed to the Hall of Fame? I mean, is that is that the mentality that it's because I selected this guy, I have to prove I was right? And listen, I don't know Soto's injury history. I don't know, you know, I don't know. But you have a chance to have not gotten Soto and lose Judge, then he's got to lose his job. Right, but I just want to know, is that, is that, I mean, and maybe you're not a GM, but you, you have enough talking heads to come on the show that maybe you can ask them in the future. Is that what you do? Do you not give up a prospect when you can get a future Hall of Famer? Yeah, it, it seems very odd to me. And, Ray, I was on that at the time. I said, this is the guy that you move heaven and earth for. Um, this is, you know, it, it's very, look, it never really happens that somebody, you can get somebody like Juan Soto because there's not many players that can do what he did. Uh, and to do it at his age, right, doing it at the age of 19, 20, 21 years old, 
This is like if you could go back in time and know that you could get Miguel Cabrera, right? Like a future Hall of Famer for sure, as long as, you know, obviously you have to rule out injury. But the Yankees did not, it never really seemed like that they were seriously invested in that. Uh, and it was because they clearly value their prospects so much. And that's great. You know, there's, there's a time to hold on to prospects. When the goal is as crystal clear as the Yankee goal was this year, and the team was where were they at at the All-Star break, to me, that's about pushing all the chips into the center of the table and saying, you know what, we are going for it all in this year and let the chips fall where they may, and the Yankees decided not to do that. It was half measures. It was, yeah, we can improve a little bit here, a little bit there. And it, like right now, it looks clearly like their approach was a mistake. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up next, it is Stump Rothenberg. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. All right, it is that time, people. It is Saturday. It is 1030, and you know it. You love it. It's Stump Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN. It's brought to you by Cooper Tire. Now, I am not Dave Rothenberg. If you didn't know that already, then maybe you might need to reevaluate your questions. But I am in for Dave today. I'm Gordon Damer. And uh, anytime I fill, I've done an amazing job. I've done an incredible job. And I think of all the people that fill in for Dave, I have done by far the best job. I've never had a losing week. I've never had even really more than one or me. I think there was one time I got two questions wrong, but I do put far more caveats on it than Dave does. Dave, he, he'll, he'll take anything, but this is his wheelhouse. This is his thing, knowing all these different facts about all these different things. It's not my thing. I'm the villain. So usually I put the caveat out there that I am not going to if – you're, if you're calling up with questions about lacrosse, or questions about golf, or questions about hockey. I'm not going to... We have to center it on things that I might at least have a chance to get. 80s wrestlers. The television show Breaking Bad. Great all-time movies. Baseball. Football. Those are my areas where at least I've got to fight it. I've got a puncher's chance. If we go the hockey route, if we go the lacrosse route... I had a question one time on lacrosse. I had a question one time on um, college football. I'm going to be about as successful as the Yankees have been. So I'll just tell you that right now. I'll put that out there, and you do with it what you will. But let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's go out to uh, Anthony is in the mail truck. Anthony, you're first up on Stump Rothenberg, my friend. Mr. Gordon Damer, how are we doing, brother? I'm good, Anthony. What's going on, pal? Good. So I didn't. Uh, I didn't know you were on today. I thought Dave was on. So I had a pretty difficult hockey question, but okay. I have a backup question which I'm going to use. Okay. Um, 
So do you I'm want me? Do you, you, wait a sec. Do you want me to put you back on hold, and you can let the the producers know the answer, so they know the answer beforehand? Why don't we that, do that? If that's what you want me to do, yeah. We why don't we do put that. Anthony back on hold? You tell the the producers what your answer is, so we get all that squared away, so we're not, you know, because if they don't know the answer, they don't know the whether to play the sound effect correctly. You know, it's a whole big long thing. All right, so we'll go back to Anthony here in a second. Let's go out to uh, one of the staples of this segment, and that would, of course, be Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you are first up on Stump Rothenberg. Thank you, Gordon. I got a baseball question for you, but uh, you mentioned Breaking Bad. It's funny. When Gus Fring died, remember that memorable scene? Yes. You know what the title of that episode is? Yeah, Face Off. Face Off. Yeah, Yeah, Face Off. Thank you. Classic. Okay, well, look, so they give you, I mean, they actually, you know, that's a good digress, but if you go back to season three in the big plane crash, obviously, right? Uh, if you yes. go through the, the, the titles of the episodes in season three, it's like 740 or 737 down over ABQ is in the, the, the list of the title episodes. So you have to go through right. like five or six episodes, but to tell, you know, they were foreshadowing that even then. But I, I digress. Exactly. Brilliant. If you get me but, off on um, Breaking Bad, I'll talk about it forever. But go ahead. I, I know. Me too. I'm the same way. Um, okay. So baseball. There have been three teams that have never had a league MVP. One of them is the Mets. Can you name the other two? Never had a league MVP in baseball. Um, never had an MVP in baseball through the teams in my mind here. Hold on. Um, I want to say... I'm going to write one down here. I'm just running through them in my mind. Um, I feel like there's one in the AL East that has not had one. Uh, da, 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 da. Three teams. I want to say that the Rays are one of them. I'll give you the Rays, and then I'm trying to think of what the other team would be. Um, and you are correct with the Rays. Okay. That's, all right. I got one. Um, teams. I don't think there's another team in the AL East, obviously. There's been, they've been around too long. Um, Cleveland. Probably teams that haven't been around that long. Um, so I'm going to focus Nationals. Uh, like the Nationals, the Diamondbacks. Um, maybe the Rockies. I think the Rockies have had an MVP. Um, it's got to be one of those teams. I'm taking too long here. Um Pretty sure, didn't uh, Helton win? In, uh, maybe uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I think the Rockies have had some chances to have an MVP. I don't think that the Diamondbacks have had one, so I'll say the Diamondbacks. Very good. It All right. Thing. Thank you, sir. Thank you, my friend Chris. It took me a long time to get there. I got to run down the mo- the teams in my mind, but um, right, we got there. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate the phone call. All right. Let's go back to Anthony. He's in the mail truck. He's got a different question this time, so we'll see if uh, how we do on this one. One and zero to start the day, though. That's that was, always good. That was surgical by you, Gordon. I got it. Yeah, say. well, you, you know, that you got to run through the teams. 
you know, it just takes a long time to go through the teams there. All right, you ready for my question? I am ready, sir. All right. Who is the last active player? I'm sorry, last active athlete to be drafted by the Montreal Expos. Oh, I know this. It's uh, Tom Brady. Oh, you're the worst. Yay! Bang! Right off the bat! You know what? And it's funny you bring that up, Anthony. You know where I saw that? This I think I saw it maybe this week or last week. I saw it on TikTok. There you go. Well, you learned on go. TikTok. Have a good day, yeah, Gordon. Yeah, TikTok, TikTok, man, it saves me every time. I mean, I'm sure that they're probably stealing all my inf- important information through that app. But, uh, look, at least I got a question right on uh, Stub Rotherberg. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady is the last uh, active player to be drafted by the uh, the Montreal Expos. How's that for a weird one, right? Uh, all right, let's. Uh, we got two and zero so far. That's not bad. Uh, let's go out to uh, Sal is in Duchess. Sal, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Gordon. I know it's a hockey question, but you got to get it. I don't know how, right, how long it'll up. take uh, you. Uh, uh, it, might, it might take me till next Saturday, but go ahead. There's four teams in hockey that doesn't end with a letter S. Could you name four of them? Well, there's only four. Uh, four teams. Did, did we already have this one? I thought like we had. The, did you give me this one somewhere else? Yeah, it was NBA. Oh, okay. So it's NHL teams that don't end in an S. Right. Uh, I got I to gotta run through it very well. The Lightning is one. I know that one. Yep. Um, four teams. Four teams. Let's run through. Uh, the Avalanche, right? Avalanche is one. Two. Go ahead. Um, I'm just trying to run through the the, 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 the things in my mind. Um, That's what it's uh, there for. Uh, yeah. Well, it's there for other things too, but. Oh, what's the what's the new one? Uh, the one in Seattle, Kraken, right? You got it. That's three. One more. Three. Uh, uh, is this like an old time team? No, it can't be an old time team. They always had S's. Uh, bu- 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 um, I'm trying to think of like the the division. I'm not even good with the division. I don't know hockey. Um, I could tell you the le- the last letter ends with an E. With an E? Yep. I think that's how they spell it. Or maybe I'm throwing you off. Yeah. I, I think, think they spell it with an E. Uh, I could be wrong. Oh, that's not a good It ends in B. Uh, oh, um. Is it Minnesota? What's the Minnesota Wilds? Hey, you got it. All right. Oh, an E though. That just threw me off there, Sal. But I appreciate the I appreciate the phone call. I, look, I should stop the segment right here and now. I got uh, I, I got uh, a, a hockey question correct. Now it was a very easy hockey question. It took me ten minutes to get there, but that qualified. It looks like a line drive in the box score, people. You're done for the day. That's it. I, I should really end there, right? I should just end on a high note. Uh, you know, we'll do we'll do a couple more here because I know a lot of people they love the stump Rothenberg even when Dave's not here. Uh, let's go to uh, Jonathan is in L.A. Jonathan, uh, what's going on, my, my man? What's, uh, what you got for me? How's it going, Gordon? Good morning. Well, you wanted 80s wrestling, so here yeah. it goes. All right. Uh, who is the 
<laughs> Who is the first ever Royal Rumble winner? First Royal Rumble winner. Uh, when was that? Like 86? It was just on the uh, 1988. 88. Uh, God. I know Hogan won it a couple of times. That was like right when I got out of wrestling. I know Hogan won it a couple of times, but I think that was later on. Was it... Um, was it Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Is that your final answer? Yeah, ooh, I don't like the way you said that. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I'll make it my final answer. Oh, yes it yeah, is. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> all right, yeah, I would try to... Th uh, who else? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think Hogan won, like, the second and the third one or something. Like, he won a couple of them in a row, um, but I... I was pretty sure that Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the won the first one. All right, uh, we got a TV question. Dave in Jersey. Dave, you're next up on ESPN New York. Hey, how's it going? I'm good, Dave. How, um, I'll tell you in a second. But uh, what's your question? <laughs> what you well, uh, first first off, um, I work with your wife, and I know she had a very big day in her career the other day. So congratulations to her. Thanks, Dave. Um, on on tenure. Yes. Um, second, my question. My question is, in Breaking Bad, the very famous and commonly used poison ricin comes from a plant that is used to make many household products. What plant and bean is it? Uh, the rice, uh, the ricin, uh, God, uh, is it, uh, isn't it castor beans? That is correct. The show, right? Oh, is that the, is that the plant though? Castor beans? Yeah, the castor beans come from it, yeah. Okay. All right, there you go. Yes. I'm, I'm just rewatching um, uh, Breaking Bad with my son right now, so we just got we have we're not too far past the uh, whole uh, castor beans thing. So there you go. All right, should we do one more here? All right, we'll do one more. Let's go to uh, Darlene is in Connecticut. Darlene, you are likely the last Hi, one Gordon. up on Stump Robin. Darlene, my friend, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. From the TV show Law and Order, uh -huh. uh, the actress Mariska Hargitay, who was her famous mother? Uh, oh, God, I know that. Um, is it Jane Mansfield? Yeah. Yeah, you got there it. we go. Oh, this, is this is the most amazing. I've, I'm usually good. I've never been this good before. Now, you might say the questions, Gordon, are very, very – you could say that. I'm not saying that. And that's going to do it for Stump Rothenberg for today. It's brought to you by Cooper Tires for high-performing quality tires at affordable prices. Come to Mavis for Cooper brand tires, and Mavis always provides best-in-class customer service. Visit Mavis at MavisTire.com. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. I mean, that is, that is a segment right there. That is one I'm going to put in the time capsule. A perfect round, right? Where did I go? 5-0? and oh? It's very high. I didn't get anything wrong this time. And while I did take very long on some, just because I had to run through all the teams, other ones, boom, right away. Tom Brady, bang. Like, a, like, a, like, a, like an old-time Western, right out of the holster. Boom. Jay Mansfield, bang. Can't do much better than that. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. 
You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. My most successful round ever, and I've been good before, but never perfect. And uh, this time, perfect. Now, I asked in the studio how many questions I got right, and they said, you know what, you were, you were nailing them so quickly we couldn't keep track. So I'm, I think it might have been more than that, but who knows? But it is time for Diamond Notes brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. And uh, we've not touched on the Mets at all because the Mets don't really have any issues right now. They just keep winning games. They're just piling up uh, wins. They're coming off the, the series win against the Dodgers. So the one thing that I did, I, I brought it up uh, when, with Larry and I filling in for Dave and Rick uh, yesterday in the morning. And it is that Edwin D- what Edwin Diaz has done this year has been incredible, but maybe more so than any. He is the best example ever of you can turn things around in this town. Like we had that caller earlier about, well, you know, you got to lay off Glaber Torres. It's unfair to criticize him. It makes it difficult. No, 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 no. You can abs- everything is based on how you perform. That's what it's fed off of. If Joey Gallo had started hitting home runs. All the people that had been booing him, which was basically everybody in his time here, they all would have been cheering him. People boo because they want to cheer and you're not giving them anything to cheer about. So for Edwin Diaz, whose 2019 was about as bad as it could be, had an ERA of like five and a half, was blowing saves left and right, walking the ballpark, everything else. And think about after that season where Met fans felt or how they felt about Edwin Diaz and for him to be able to turn it around this year. And he is absolutely rightfully. So he is, he might be like the most popular player in this town, right? And with the horns going on and everything else, he has been sensational and Met fans have loved every minute of it. And rightfully so. So I, for anybody who tells you, Oh, you know, the New York, it's a tough town. It is. If you're not performing, but he is Edwin Diaz is the poster man. I don't want to say poster child, but the poster man of turning things around because the Met fans would have traded him at, in 20, after 2019. They would have traded him for for nickels on the dollar to get him out of here. And he has since turned things around. And this year has been absolutely lights out. And really, for all the time that we focus on you know, Aaron Judge's contract or, or Jacob deGrom's future, it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening with Edwin Diaz because that role, that closer's role, is just so volatile. I mean, guys who are awesome, the best in the sport at one point, can lose it very quickly. And You just take a look at what happened to uh, Josh Hader since his trade to, uh, to San Diego. He has just imploded out there. I mean, I don't know what his ERA is now, but I think at one point it was like 12. He's walking the ballpark, can't strike anybody out. He has been an absolute nightmare out there. So it's going to be very interesting. Edwin Diaz coming off what is going to turn out to be, you would think, is a career year, even as good as he was the year before he got to the Mets. This year he has been even better and might be doing, might be closing out games very well in the World Series. How you approach that contract, given that role, is going to be very interesting to see. And that's Diamond Notes brought to you by Two by London. The engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their six area locations. Uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go back out to the phones, and we will go out to uh, Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. 
How's it going? Uh, go ahead and uh, happy you Labor Day weekend. Same to you. You know, this would be something for the ages if the Yankees uh, uh, blow it. I mean, Baltimore's fourth place is a, a eight, only eight and a half. But to me, Toronto seems to have the best lineup. And a lot of it's homegrown. And Yankees, you know, they try to buy their way in. They're still going to have, uh, you know, Carl Stanton. And I think he's a Hall of Famer. They're going to have Cole Keeb. I, I think uh, Aaron Judge is going to go to one of the three California teams. I hope it's uh, the Dodgers. But uh, it'd be something. Um, it's it's this common where they'd just be buying everybody else's talent. And that fellow no, was I mean, right I don't about know that that's, uh, I mean, they're not uh, they really. Ha- I mean, they went out and got Cole. Uh, Stanton was a trade, but I guess it was primarily based on money that they were able to take him on. Um, you know, Judge is homegrown, and a lot of it is, is trade. Yeah, he's home. You know, Severino is homegrown. Leaving. You know, what I mean, like a lot of guys are homegrown. It's not necessarily the you know, Glaber Torres was a trade. It wasn't. It's not like they go out every year and just go out and buy the best. That that that's part of the problem. They're the Yankees. They actually should be doing that. Uh, they haven't done that, and I think that's one of the reasons why they've struggled. And what you say, I know it's going to be uh, – com- I'm so glad, happy to have uh, college football. Um, it's probably going to be uh, Ohio State and uh, Alabama, uh, two quarterbacks that got away from USC. But do you like this, the start of the Lincoln-Rally era is uh, is upon us, and it's looking good for the Pac-12 for, for the final two years of what's, uh, what we remember as being the Pac-12 going to be. Hopefully it doesn't dissolve. Thanks for taking my call, All right, Mitch, uh, Thanks for the phone. I, look, I'm not big into college football, but given how my other teams are going, maybe I got to start. Maybe I got to find a college football team. The St. John's have a college football team that, that no, that, are they not part of the BCS? Maybe that, maybe that's what I'm missing. God knows I'm, I'm not getting anything out of the baseball in the football season. I'm sure that's going to be a major disappointment as well. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.